We are living in a world where we are overstressed, overworked, overmedicated, and we're allowing anxiety, fear, and depression to run our lives. It's time we take a different kind of prescription to help remove our pain and get us back to living with the energy, focus, and enthusiasm that we all want to have. Every week, I promise to bring you education, strategies, and deep discussions that will help you become more resilient and eradicate stress-induced depression from your life. My name is Ryan Caligiuri, and welcome to The Resilience Prescription. I got one point. I'm not playing the game anymore. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's yeah. like it's like it's like it's like leaving a brotherhood is what it is. It's leaving a brotherhood. <laughs> we gotta we gotta cut him from Bozo Banter. We gotta cut him from Bozo Banter. We gotta cut him three listen, times. It, oh, listen. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? Like Grace said, blood in, blood out. I mean, like yo, if I get cut from something, I get cut. Was not what you can do. Well, let me actually cut. <laughs> Yo, you're not getting out of this shit I stand, guy. I want you to look at your arms every day and remember your decisions, okay? All right. Be like a prison stab. Yeah, man, exactly. I feel like this is gonna make its way back into the episode somehow because I'm gonna oh, bring, it totally because is. I'm gonna bring it in on purpose. But let's kick this shit off. So uh, today's episode brought to you by the Red Blend of Apothic Dark. There's a romance in darkness, and it draws upon the curiosity and beckons a desire to taste the unknown. Apothic Dark. Fantastic drink. We're uh, enjoying ourselves some wine as usual on uh, Thursday night. And uh, here we are again this week for this week's episode of Brain Jiu-Jitsu with the Brain Jiu-Jitsu crew. James, Sean with the Loud Factory, myself, Ryan Calgary, Creature 8, the Cut the Crap Show, Arlen Gray, and of course, my man, Steve with uh, Team Fit Pack. So, this week, we want to talk to you a little bit about storytelling. Storytelling is an interesting thing because we all know the power that story has in our lives to um, get a point across, get a message across. But are you using story as a way to reframe negative experiences that have, oh man, I can already fit this thing in here. <laughs> I'm already gonna fit this thing in here. How can you use a story to reframe a negative experience that happened in your life? So bad shit has happened to every single one of us. But what story do you tell yourself about that situation that instead of hurting you, angering you, upsetting you, putting you into a, a state of depression, how do you use that story to prop you up, to promote you, to set you up for something else in the future? I don't know if you guys have had any negative experiences in your lives or um, things that have happened to you where you have reframed a story. And by the way, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about storytelling and reframing of stories, I have to recommend uh, Emily Esfahani Smith's book, um, The Power of Meaning. There's four elements that she talks about that helps add meaning to your life. Purpose, which is massive, belonging, storytelling, and transcendence. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about storytelling, Emily Esfahani Smith, she actually has a TED Talk as well, look her up, but um, some great, uh, great stimulus for, uh, from that as well. So I'm interested guys, like what, what in your life what bad stuff maybe happened in your life that maybe you ended up telling yourself a story that helped promote you and help set you up for maybe success in the future or just looking at it from instead of a negative way to a positive way. Hmm. I don't know, I, I need to hear an example. Did you have an example in mind when you tons of examples. asked us for tons of examples. something so, like this? Because, yeah, yeah. I just want to know what you I'll give you an example right here. So I, I kind of told this story before. <coughs> I told this story before where um, my, when my Jeep got T-boned, right? I could have told myself a story of, fuck, 
brand new Jeep, bad luck always happens to me. This is terrible, like this is shitty, like why did this fucking happen to me, right? And I could have told myself a story of, you know what, like I can't just have nice shit, right? When I have nice shit, bad stuff happens. Or I knew I shouldn't have bought this expensive car. This is why I need to buy inexpensive cars because this is the kind of stuff that happens. I could tell myself those kind of stories and what does that do to my life? What does that do to my brain? Instead I told myself a different story. I said, you know what? This happened for a reason. There was, there was something here that I need to learn. You know what? I need to learn to be more aware, right? And people say, well, Ryan, you couldn't have avoided that accident. I sure could, right? I, I did not look both like three times. I looked one, I looked two, and I went. I should have looked a little bit more closer before, you know, she ended up coming through. Actually, I told this story when these two weren't here, remember? <clears throat> so. Oh, right. Yeah, these was, guys that our, was that on our episode two? That was episode yeah. two. Oh, yeah. Okay. So instead, I told myself a story, Ryan, be more aware. This was a lesson. This was a blessing because you're lucky she hit you at 40 kilometers per hour because maybe what happens if you go through a light and someone's coming through at 100 kilometers per hour, you'd be dead, right? So now you're good, right? You're safe, you've learned a lesson, and now you can be a better driver. Fast forward, maybe like four months later, I'm going to the gym 5 a.m., I'm sitting on, on, um, on St. Mary's and Bishop Grandin, I'm turning left to, to hit the shapes, light turns green, I'm listening to my music, just like I'm tired, just kind of doing my thing, but the awareness kicked in. I started to learn a new habit of becoming more aware. So I take a pause, I look. Boy, fuck, that semi's coming through. Oh my God, he's coming through. He just went through that red light. At that moment in time, I had this like almost out of body experience where I was like, holy shit, like I was aware. And so at that point in time, when I told people, everyone laughs because they're like, oh, what's the setup from this setback? You got your car damaged, what's the setup? I don't know what the setup is, but I'll tell you right now, five months later, when I looked, when I looked three times and I was more aware, that saved my life, man. And that to me was a way that I reframed the story. Um, if you go bankrupt, how do you reframe that story? Do you tell yourself, I'm terrible at finances, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to make money, I'm never gonna be able to get out of this, or do you say, wow, like that was a really shitty thing that happened in my life, but all the lessons that I learned from it. Failure, what do you tell yourself about failure? I'm a loser, I suck, I'm terrible. Or do you say, wow, I learned a lesson from that and I'm glad that happened because now I can turn that around into something that makes me more successful. That's what I mean by storytelling, the power of story. Are you telling yourself a story that disempowers you, that puts you in a negative state of mind, that gets you angry, that gets you sad, or are you telling yourself a story that is propping you up, that is supporting a more healthy uh, mental state? Does that make sense now? It totally makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I actually had an epiphany yesterday, and uh, I was gonna throw it in the chat, but I figured I'd mention it today. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to BJJ crew for this epiphany, because mm. uh, I was on the basketball floor, and I was, you know, I was playing ball. My, my game, I feel, has like declined quite substantially from when I was at my peak. Yeah. And, um... Which was never very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say it. I was waiting for somebody to walk in there. Listen, listen, I didn't listen, I didn't listen. Listen, they can laugh if they want, but I was dope at basketball. And, um... And so I came to the realization that after I kind of stopped playing seriously and then kind of just started playing whatever else, I was constantly telling myself that my game's declining. Mm -hmm. And I had this epiphany yesterday. Cool. And I, I was constantly telling myself, my, yo, like I'm, I'm not as good as I, I used to be. I'm not as good as I used to be. Mm. And then now, after taking some time off and then going back, I'm telling myself, man, I suck. Like, yo, I'm brutal. Like, so much negative yo, can I, can, can I actually like get this <laughs> shit together here? Like, yo, this would have never happened to me before, blah, 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 blah. And 
yesterday I just realized, and it hit me, and I'm like, I was thinking to myself, like, man, I need, like, a sports psychologist to get out of this fucking, like, funk, uh, like, yeah. funk that I'm in. And yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. I don't need a sports psychologist. I've been telling myself I suck at this game for the last, like, five years. What else is going to happen besides me sucking? Mm -hmm. So yesterday I just said to myself, and when I was good, I was cocky as fuck. <laughs> Nobody, I, like, you did, You could come up to me and say that you play basketball, and I'd be like, you don't play basketball, dog. I play basketball. And I'd be like that way. I remember that. Like, yo, I'd be like, yo, you don't play basketball. I play basketball. Like, yo, you know, and like my cousin was good at basketball. He's just like, come on. I was like, yo, you can't beat me in basketball. <laughs> and, and like, that's how I approached basketball in general. Like, you, there's nobody that would be able to hyperconfidence. Hyperconfidence. I'd be thinking to myself, like, yo, I might not be able to beat this guy in office, but I will guard this NBA player in defense. Like, that's how I was thinking that. That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. And so now I'm just going to approach it like, Nobody can fuck with me with basketball and see how this goes. Just I mean, it's a, listen, it's a one-day experiment. The epiphany was yesterday, but I'm just going to say to myself... This happened, like, while you were playing, you said? Well, I was just kind of, like, after my workout. I just finished a leg workout. I just kind of just went to just shoot around, kind of do whatever. I was just like, man, like, what the fuck? Why do I suck so much? This is some bullshit. And, like, I was just... I was down on myself. I was, like, just... Things that I would just take for granted before were just not happen to just drop or whatever else and i'm like what's going on here and then i i just i had that epiphany yeah. like that self-reflection and i said it's because i think i suck i'm sucking yeah. if i thought everything's gonna drop you know you get in that rhythm where you just think everything's gonna drop you think you you swing a golf club and you just know as you're swinging it it's gonna go nice yeah. and it goes nice right yeah. you're, you're empowering yourself through your vision before it even happens right. in the zone whenever you're you're in the zone exactly and like if you like just tell yourself like yo i'm i'm dope hmm. then you're you, you really happen. will be eventually and it's yeah. yeah it might take the practice and whatever else totally. but what do you guys think oh I'm, i think I, even I, if you're not even if you, like, like, I think inevitably that will improve your game, yeah. even if it's a marginal amount, but just yeah. the fact that you think that way probably means you're enjoying yourself more, you know, like, well, that's true too. Like you're having more fun either way, <laughs> whether you're actually getting better which or not, should help us, which more. should help yeah. him yeah. to think more clearly, to flow better, yeah. you know, to help him improve his game. Now he might never be, you know, what he was before. But fuck, he can Which become. Wasn't very good. Listen, don't listen to the hate, man. I was, I was hyped back in the day. Hate, hate, hate. But yeah. man, but man, like that, that is true. If you are in a more positive state of mind, if you are feeling better about yourself while you're playing, you're gonna get a better result. I mean, I'm no sports psychologist, but maybe that's something that we actually look into. It's something I'm, I might be interested in looking into because I remember. Tony Robbins sharing these stories in Awaken the Giant Within. So I'm gonna go back and actually read that, but he was working with Andre Agassi. And Andre Agassi was killing it at the time, right? Mm. What was happening? He went back and Tony Robbins looked and he examined Andre Agassi at the time when he was at his peak. And he came out there and he had like long flowing hair and he was out there like waving his hair and just, you know, pandering to the crowd, hitting it and celebrating. He was like, yeah, and he goes, and now I'm looking at him now. And his body language is low. He chopped his hair off and, you know, he hits his thing and he doesn't celebrate anymore when he gets a point, you know. And he looks at his body language, looks at how he's feeling, and then he asks him, how are you feeling? He goes, I feel shitty, I feel terrible. Like, like, like you're saying, like, my game sucks. And so Tony Robbins, I don't remember what his strategy was, but now I want to go back and read it, but he ended up getting Andre Agassi's mind back into state by saying, how did you feel before? What did you do before when you were running? How did you act? 
go back there. Yes, Andre Agassi was 10 years older, so his performance will not be at what it was when he was winning championships, but he was much better, and he got him back on the winning streak, and he actually ended up winning, I don't remember what, what championship was, but he ended up winning a championship maybe like two competitions later, but it came back to, well, how did you think before? Go yeah. back there. Because the way you're thinking right now is not going to help no, you. No. no. If anything, even if, it, even if your game doesn't change at all, I feel at least anyone, even if it's like someone working out or like learning a new subject or studying anything, when you start to feel good and confident about it, regardless whether you're actually increased in any way, shape, or form, just giving you that positive kind of frame of mind will allow yourself to push yourself. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, anyone like, in, like for example, because we all can relate to working out, if someone's not getting any results, it's really hard to motivate that person, yeah. right? Big time. But even if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and that person hasn't changed whatsoever, but they feel like they are changing, they will have much more desire and motivation to keep going. So even if it is, I feel it's, it's it, there's no losing, just like you were saying. Like there's, either way, you, however you shape it, you're still winning by telling yourself that you're... Yeah, and I do yeah. think we have to preface too to say, just because you think, oh man, I'm the world's greatest, doesn't mean your skill will catch up to your mind but you can also be you can you will see improvement you will get better yeah. by just having more positive mental talk than negative mental talk like yeah. that's really what it comes to the power of storytelling kind of like well is that what story you're telling yourself? Around, right? that's what the hell story are you telling yourself am i the greatest or do i suck yeah. might be somewhere in between but you want to be closer to the fucking greatest than you are totally. to just sucking yeah because yeah. if i if two, if two people's skill levels were the same and i had the choice of working with someone that was ultra super cocky, which I don't like super cocky people mm -hmm. to begin with, but if they were super cocky and really confident versus someone that like thought they did everything bad and not good, I would still rather choose that sure. cocky person because yeah. if their skill level was the same because I feel like they have that kind of attitude to yeah. them. And the energy that they bring. <laughs> That's so key. That's what I keep back. coming back to because I'm the thinking feeling. about golf. <clears throat> when we go out and play golf, yeah, I'm not focused on most of the time improving my golf score. like. I could be having a terrible game of golf and getting frustrated at how terrible I'm golfing. Yeah. But as soon as I change my mentality to it's a beautiful day outside, I'm with yes. my boys. Seriously. I'm like, I'm like what, what better could I be doing with my time right now? And I'm out here having a bad time complaining about a golf score. Totally it's so ridiculous. Man. I'm not even trying to improve my score, but just that simple change of focus yeah. that like the positivity, the enjoying myself, all of a sudden I start to golf better. I'm playing a little bit more loose or whatever it is, right? So it's almost like I'm not... I'm so focused on the energy and just the mm -hmm. changing my mental state around, not necessarily improving the skill itself, yeah. that I think that almost is Listen, what the trans when you start to join yourself playing golf, I gotta try and change it back so that I win, <laughs> all right? Oh, I, I gotta try and change that shit back, like, yo, remember uh, triple bogey in that last hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, calm down about all this nice weather right now. Yeah. But, how, but, but you know what? How, <laughs> too many mosquitoes out, aren't there? <laughs> Shoot, you're right. You might start to feel the mosquitoes all over him. We're gonna take these boys out next Wednesday, Greg. We're gonna take these boys out next Wednesday. You know what we don't even have to say anything, just start stopping a couple times. Hey, look at the box windows. Little ticks come all of a sudden. But here's the funny thing though, is when you talk about golf, how funny is it when you're golfing great, then all of a sudden you hit the back nine, you have a shitty hole, then yeah. you have a shitty hole. From there, it's all downhill. You get in the you get in the cart, you slam your club down. Fuck, like God! And all of a sudden, you just start to see the decline. And we all at that point, we, we when you're like, wow, you know you're doing bad when your boys are pulling for you. Like, come on, man! You can do this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, I I hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So take this, right? The, the story you tell yourself. You have, a, let's just say, you have a terrible meeting at work. Let's just say you have a, a bad argument with your spouse or you have a bad presentation. Simple, micro. What's the story you tell yourself? I'm having a bad day, you know? Very simple. Ah, you know what? That, that last hole didn't go my way, but this hole's a brand new hole. What are you doing to keep yourself in that positive state of mind with the positive self-talk? What stories are you telling yourself? Whether it's a big grandiose story such as mine where it's like this is increasing my awareness and it's going to keep me safe and alive one day. Big story. It's a micro story though. A small story where it's like if I screw up, well, it's just a bad day. It doesn't, doesn't attack my, my, my skill levels and attack my, my belief in who I am. It's just a bad day, right? Small little story that I can tell myself That's to it. protect myself. I'm all about those personally. It's like the little snippets, the, the Twitter 140 characters yeah. or less that I can apply to any situation. So you always say, you know, it's not a setback, it's a set up. Some simple ones for me are like somebody somewhere would love to have your problems. No matter what it is, mm. there's always someone out there who's got, oh. got a worse hand, uh, right? Yeah. And they would love to have whatever I'm thinking is just catastrophic today. I so. love that. Um, that's a great one. And I think I touched on this one a couple weeks back where I tried to focus on, I, I don't know if I try to or I just naturally do this, but I take more credit for my failures than my successes. So when something bad happens, and it's not in a negative way to beat myself up about, but when something bad happens, I'm like, if I lose whatever it is, I don't get the promotion that I applied for, it's automatically, I deserve that. How did I contribute to that failure and how could I change that for next time? So it's actually empowering me to think about, like, now this is within my control. But when I win, well, I mean, I could celebrate the successes, and I do, and I know I have some part to play in it, but I would much rather ascribe that to factors outside of my control, like, okay, maybe I got lucky that time, you know, like, how do I improve upon this so that next time I can kind of repeat performance sort of thing. Yeah, so I love that. I deserve that for the failures. And then, again, uh, when you talk about someone cutting you off in traffic or whatever, I think James made this point a couple weeks ago where it's like, everybody is fighting a battle that we know nothing about. Mm -hmm. When someone wrongs me, and another one that, quote that I read, the Stoic quote, was don't attribute to malice what is more easily attributable to stupidity or whatever it is. Like, don't think that someone is intentionally trying to wrong you. They might just not know what you're going through or they might have their own situation that's, you know, a little bit more important than what you think. Like, we all get so caught up in our own minds that it's hard to remember that everyone is caught up in their own minds. Everyone has their own things that they're dealing with. So for me, when you talk about stories, a lot of it comes down to those little things that kind of apply very generally that I'm always reminding myself of. Yeah. And they're very cliche, they're very trite mm. until you've experienced it, until you've felt it. And then it's like, right. it's easy now to remember what that experience felt like when I think of those little summaries. It's like a way of summarizing an experience that I can always come back to. So what Arlen's sharing there is, is, is beautiful because what that is, is philosophy. What philosophies do you believe no. that protect your mind in times of failure, in times of anxiety, in times of stress? It's philosophy. So when you're talking about storytelling, again, grandiose stories or philosophies. Arlen already mentioned one of my philosophies. It's not a setback, it's a setup. Whenever something bad happens in my life, the story I tell myself, it's not a setback. This is a setup. There's something for me to learn from this, right? My other one, Marcus Aurelius. Life doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. I'm not a victim. Anything that happens in my life is there for me to learn from it. This failure, this catastrophic event that happened, I was there to teach me something. If you think about Marcus Aurelius, the guy who went through ridiculous amounts of stress and, 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 and horror in his day, had that philosophy, like I'll never face the stuff that he faced, and he was able to come out of it with that kind of philosophy. So maybe my question is, do, do you guys have philosophies like that, that protect your mind? Do you have philosophies like that that protect your mind, things that you believe that protect your mind? Arlen shared with you three of them, four of them, I shared with you two. 
what, what kind of things do you guys believe? Quotes, for example, that when you guys are, 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 are down or your performance isn't there, you remind yourself of, or something that inspires you. Everything happens as it should. Everything happens I, as it should. I heard that in Pac, I don't remember mm-hmm. who, who that uh, is from, but that helped me with my dad passing away. Mm. That was the hardest sh- shit I've ever had to go through in my entire life. Was it, was it spurt for you when you say that? Like when you go through the, the, the bad times, like? Um, now I I know that it happened for a reason, mm. but back then, man, I was fucked, man. Mm. Like I was absolutely just broken. Mm. And um, remember Ernell? Yeah. So Ernell's father <clears throat> passed away like suddenly, maybe three four months before mine. Mm. And I remember he came to the gym and like, man, like just we'll work out, like we'll get your mind, you know, off of it, like you'll be good, man. You know, mm. saying positive things to him and whatnot. And I just remember saying like, I don't know what I would do. Mm. You know, and we like literally sat there. We did some mobility, and he he talked to me, and we just fucking sat there and cried, man. Mm. Like my best friend's dad just died, and yeah. I just was like, I don't. I'm like, I don't know what this feels like, man. But like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. And then you know, a few months later, same thing happened. Yeah. And it was almost like when people would say that to me, like, it's gonna be okay. It's like, fuck you. It's not. Yeah. Like you don't know what the fuck this feels like. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, you know like cousins and like grandmas and stuff pass away and it's a little bit different than when it's somebody sure. exactly like immediate family yeah you know? there's no question and i mean it's a little bit different when your dad passed away than when my dad passed away right like i really can't say that i know exactly what you're going through even if i've been in that yeah what i think is the same experience yeah. so sorry to interrupt but okay, okay. Man. And, and yeah it, it, everyone has like um stories and, and situations that they've been through with their family and like kind of touching on what we our discussion is today it's like what's one negative event that occurred that um you were able to flip it and mm-hmm. tell yourself positive stories and i just kept telling myself it's happening for a reason mm-hmm. and my dad had a mission in life and he fulfilled it but in my mind this the whole time i, I you know when my parents split up i fucking hated him mm-hmm. i was ashamed that he was my dad mm-hmm. I, I was too ashamed if he came to school i wouldn't even fucking be like this is my dad like he picked me up, I would, wouldn't want anyone to see me with him. And like when he passed, I was so hard on myself. Mm. Like because I treated him so badly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I can't take this back. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and what what helped me was Tim Ferriss. Like mm. it's like you and Tony Robbins. It was mm. like specifically this their, their specific podcast, but it was like remember a time before that traumatic event something good and I touched on this in the very first episode we had but when my parents split up like my mom's cutting my hair in the garage and I just remember her crying mm. and then I looked I remember vividly I looked at her and she was standing up and I'm like mom what's wrong she's like, I'm just happy mm. you know and when I think about my parents splitting up and the hate that I had towards them I didn't know anybody yeah you know and same with them they didn't know any better they were just trying their best in order to, to provide for us for sure and I realized like compassion. Mm. That was the main thing that I learned from my father was like, okay, like I have to forgive, I have to have compassion for myself, I have to have compassion for him. <laughs> you know, he wasn't this like man that I thought he was supposed to be where you fix shit and you know, do shit around the house. And he worked fucking three jobs. Yeah. He moved from the Philippines to to Canada by himself when he was twenty seven. He didn't know what the fuck he was That's doing. Easy. Yeah. And he literally just tried his best. He didn't mm. talk to me and then share any feelings with me, but it because he didn't know how to. No one yeah. taught him his hey, like you can 
express your feelings. Mm -hmm. So did you learn that lesson of compassion after he passed away or did after. you learn after? Sorry, what was your philosophy again? What was that? that Everything happens as it should. Everything happens as it should. Go ahead. It, it sounds kind of similar to Ryan's and I, and I know, Sean, you're a person of faith. I don't know, if James, if you are as well, but like what allows, in both of those examples, what allows you guys to have that confidence that like this will make sense in the future, some good will come of it, even though I don't understand what that is right now? What allowed you both to have? I like. I mean, I think this because as part of my mission statement, it's to live and share my story to others to help empower and influence them to do better for themselves mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And so that's like this. That's the this meta. this is you know like, like my. I don't want to call it a video game, but this is like my beating that level where you know I lost something, but I gained so much more. Like my father taught me the best lessons of my life: discipline compassion, forgiveness, slow down, be present. Like those are the things that I have to remind myself constantly. And I, I think I realized them when I was writing um, the speech for his viewing. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna speak to dad and I'm gonna make this the best fucking, you know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say everything to, uh, to him that I wish I could have said. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, when I was writing it, I'm like, holy shit. I used to complain that he didn't teach me any of these things, but he taught me my discipline. That's what got me to this point. So many lessons you can pull from this. So many lessons. He taught me to slow down. I used to be like, Dad, hurry up. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And he'd walk, like take his time with his hands behind his back. And it's funny because now I do that. And I'm not even <laughs> thinking about it. My brother does that. And it's like being present, being totally enjoying the moments that you have with your friends, enjoying the weather, enjoying just this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when you, when you asked that question about how I ended up having that belief in the first place. Um, did it come from faith? I don't know. I, honestly, I think it came from me hearing other people say that and saying, well, there has to be something to it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that. It, we always come back to this, but Tony Robbins always says it, right? The reticular activating system. When you go and buy a yellow car, all of a sudden you're going to start to think about yellow cars. You're going to see yellow cars. All of a sudden, well, I see a yellow car. I see a yellow car. You're going to start to see that yellow car all over the place. Why didn't I notice it before? Because your brain's focusing on it. So... I take that philosophy and I say, okay, well, if you apply that to life, if I am looking for the lesson, if I'm looking for the setup, it will show up eventually. Mm -hmm. It might not show up in the first four months, but on month five, it'll show up. And this is what I tell people. When something bad happens, listen, look for the positive from it because it will come out. Why? Because you're looking for it, because you're focusing on it. And it's going to keep your mind in that constant state of searching. So for example, it's it, it, um, uh, a growth mindset versus a, a mindset of lacking. If you sit sit there and say, "Man, like, man, like, that Lamborghini is so nice. I, I wish I could, wish I could drive that car one day, right? I'll never be able to afford that." Well, what did you just say? You just put a limiting belief in there. I'll never be able to afford that car. Your mind shut off to opportunities. But if you said, "How can I afford that car? What can I do to make money?" You start to ask a different question. Your mind starts to look, um, and by triggering your mind to say, oh man, like, look, I'll never be able to afford that, to say, how can I afford that? What can I do to afford that? Your brain starts searching, your brain starts looking, so you ask a better question. So again, Arlen asks, like, what got you there? I think somebody telling me that, and me doing it, and seeing success, and then just the success reinforced that habit, that belief, and I said, this is not bullshit, this is actually true. What I focus on will come. If I focus on positive circumstances, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of negative in the middle, but eventually I'm gonna find the positive. What's the alternative? Ah, fuck, life sucks, right? How does that serve me? Yeah. It doesn't. You know, I almost think, sorry, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. But I, I think like before that, I like, 
I think it was the gratitude practice. And I and I remember I talked about this when you came to see me at St. Sunday School. But I think that was what rewired my mind before I even knew that what I was doing. I just did it because Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins did it. And I look up to them, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then it just reframed my mind to always eventually just start thinking about the positive. Mm-hmm. So it's a role and, model, somebody who told you to do something yeah. and they said it was working for them. So you're like, well, if it's working for them, it's got to work for me too. 100%. Yeah. You know, like... I was I I told a story about how uh, the other week I think these the same week that these guys weren't here about how like talking at my mother's funeral and all that kind of stuff. How much would you have wanted to tell the things that you said at your dad's funeral to him personally? Right, like yeah, I, probably a lot. Right, the same way that I kind of thought about those same things too. And like I'd encourage anybody who loves their parents out there to like write your parents' eulogy. Think about all the things you love about them, and then just go tell them. Go tell them how much you love them. Go tell them how much you care about them and whatever else because when they're gone, it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's too fucking late. Mm-hmm. So go 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 write those things down. Go go do those things that you know you love about your parents and just go fucking tell them. It's a great practice, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I do that now still, man. Like I wrote a letter on Father's Day and yeah, yeah like they're listening, man. That's dope. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're a person of faith, yeah. You kind of always feel like they're around, so you can go ahead and say, yo, listen, moms, dad, whoever, yo, you know, I'm thinking about you, and, and yo, you know, I just had this kind of a day or whatever else, even as, as mundane as that, or, hey, yo, you know, like, just got this new house, or whatever happens to be, you know, mm-hmm. and just sharing your thoughts with them. I don't mean to discount, when I say you're a person of faith, too, I don't mean to necessarily, like, believe in God or a God or whatever version yeah, what, of that you might. Yeah, for sure. The the faith that I was describing, and it seems like you have this because of your belief in God, but whether yeah. they consider this a belief in God is that confidence that something, I don't know what, but something good will come of this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's faith. Like, there's yeah. no proof. Yes. There's nothing proving. No. Yeah. You have no. nothing, you have no guarantees that something good will come out of it, right? No. That's right. You could die a year from today not knowing what the hell that was, why did I get T-boned? Totally. But the only, the, the very simple variable there that guarantees something good will come out of it is that you already have that mentality. That's right. Yes. Like that in itself is the good that came out of it, that in the face of this adversity, <laughs> I could funny. still be confident that this is, this is, eventually, maybe even right now, going to be a good thing, mm-hmm. is a good thing in and of itself. 100%. Yeah. So, do you ever look at, at circumstances that happen in your life where, it, and it's tough, I always say this, but for example, um, I lost a client one day, right? And it was like maybe one of my most, um, uh, my highest paid clients that, 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 that paid me money. And it was funny because when I lost that client, maybe 10 years ago, I would have been broken. I would have been like, oh my God, like this is brutal. But when I lost that client, I said, this is good. This happened for a reason because this now allows me to stop doing what I'm doing and move in a direction that maybe I could be more passionate about. And I sat and I reflected and I thought and I thought deeper. And then all of a sudden the idea for the Cut the Crap show comes up, right? Which has been so good for my life uh, doing that show. So when you're in the thick of things, the stories that you tell yourself, it's just when, when bad shit happens to you, do you have that conditioning to look at that bad shit that happens in your life and say, okay, there's something good that comes from it? Because that's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. If you lose your job, if somebody passes away in your family, if something bad happens to your health, um, something bad happens to your finances, are you conditioned? Are you disciplined enough? Are you resilient enough to, in that time of stress, pull those philosophies out? 
And the, the key there too is that, like you said, you're conditioned, you're disciplined. That happens before the negative event. Like That's you're right. stocking your war chest before you have to oh, go yeah. to war, yeah, right? right? Like these oh, practices no that you're doing every day, that's when it's tested. That's when the That's right. metal rubber meets the road or whatever the saying yeah. is. But yeah, it's just, it's important to prepare for the rain while the sun shines, so to speak. And, and do you do that? You can't take for granted. You can't sit back and get comfortable. No. It, it's a battle that I think we all fight every day, regardless of to. how much someone might look like they got their shit together. Like the battle is never won. You're fighting it every single day when you yes. wake up and you want to hit the snooze button on your alarm or you don't want to make your bed or you don't want to... Hit that fucking snooze button, bro. That just put me in my that stopped me in my traps right there. I hit the snooze button like seven damn times. Oh, like, holy shit. Yeah. You are getting yourself feel worse. Yeah. Dude, I kinda feel like I feel worse too. Yeah, what's up with that? Who's, I don't know. Who is um you know the name of the lady that I'm trying to think of right now? Um your last name is Robbins. Yeah, Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Yeah, five, she did, five, five, five second rule. Yeah, right. But she she does there's a little like YouTube blurb. Like video still, who's who's still good it talks about the, ground, the like, snooze button. Yeah. yeah. Like actually you go back into that deep sleep cycle and then when you actually and so they say the average or she says in this video that the your average sleep cycle is ninety minutes. Sixty mm -hmm. to ninety right. minutes. Yes. So I that like when you hit the snooze button and you go back into that deep sleep cycle, you're now awakened when you're in a deep sleep. Mm. So it can actually take you up to four hours to truly wake up. It's a physiological yeah. reason. Yeah. So she said like, yeah, after this, she she said in the video, after this, you'll never hit the snooze button. I still have to sleep. Yeah. So, you know what's yeah. funny? I don't, uh, but, I, but it doesn't I affect it. I don't, I don't yeah. feel it. But whatever, so you, I don't whatever, whatever you think your challenges are, you, you face challenges every day and what the, the same weapons, the same armor that you use to face those challenges carries you through when, you know, shit gets really tough. That's the point I'm making. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. the snooze button or yeah. telling your wife you yeah. love them when you've had an argument last night. Whatever it may be, it's when things are good that you are you're sharpening the sword, right? Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? I, I like, I, I wanna touch on that and I wanna go back to the snooze button. The one point of, in my life too, I, I say I have to be disciplined, I have to have these philosophies, why? Because I know bad shit's coming. Yeah, right? Right? I coming. know bad it's, shit's coming. And so when bad shit comes, I need to be mentally prepared, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think worst case scenario stuff sometimes. So pause for a second. Yeah. How, like, as opposed to just think bad shit's coming and setting yourself up for bad shit coming, why don't you just think, just remove bad. No, shit's, or things are coming. So do you- They're not necessarily bad, right? We're, we're already think thinking, thinking along the lines of, hey, we shouldn't label things yeah. Negative. I don't. I don't think he's what? labeling no. it negatively. It's well, just that's true. objectively yes. yeah. true. Because when true. that happens, I'm still looking at it the same way. Like this is that bad shit that I prepared for. Like I'm good. Do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do, you think, do you honestly? Do you think that way? Hell yeah. Do you prepare yourself? I do. I do. I do. I do. See, I don't. But at it's, all. Uh, it's it's like surrounding yourself with the right people. It's that's it. Listening to the right podcast, so, reading the right books. But that almost. Like, it almost for me, I think that almost kind of prevents a lot of that bad shit from happening. Like it just it's like a win-win sort of thing. I'm preparing for it, but by preparing for it doing those things like yeah. surrounding myself with yeah. these people meditating working out like overcoming those little challenges that prevents that like average bad shit from yeah. coming yeah. my way yeah. but even yeah. when it does come hopefully but you do you, so my question i guess do you actively again, do you actively think preventively yes really yeah. absolutely so it's funny so here's an example for you um yeah, I, I, I love my dog. I love my dog, right? Dogs have such a limited time on this on this planet, right? Especially like my dog, German Shepherd Rottweiler. Her lifespan's maybe, you know, 12 years max, right? Love my dog to death. And in my mind, I'm like, what happens when I lose my dog, right? When I lose, when I lose Roxy? 
How am I going to be? So what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, I think CY8, that would bring me down. That would, that would, that would crush me for a little bit. So how, how would I rebound from that? Okay, well, discipline helps me rebound from that, right? So working helps me rebound from that. Obviously, I need to take time to grieve. I need to take time to grieve, to be sad. I need to embrace that sadness. Don't ignore it. Don't cover it up. Make time to be sad. But then what do I need to do to get myself back up to, um, to a healthy state of mind, right? Deal with, the, deal with the death, deal with the cremation, and then once that's done, move on. What makes me happy? Do I have purpose in my life? Do I have things that fill me up? Do I have relationships? Do, have I built enough armor around me to protect me in those times? My parents are both with me right now. And when I hear stories of you guys talking about like, like I was there when, you're, when your dad passed away, right? And I knew the sadness, the pain. I haven't lost my parents yet, right? Rico lost his dad, um, lost his brother, right? And so I, I sit there and I'm like, man, like how would you react in a situation like that? What do you need to do to prepare yourself for that? Well, you know what, man? You better have shit going on in your life. You better be feeling good about your workouts. You better be feeling positive about, about your what you have going on in life. You better have very strong relationships around you. You better have multiple purposes. So I'm building up my life to say when bad shit happens, I have many, many things that are going to bring me up. That's how I look at it. So I don't look at it and dwell on it and say, oh man, it's gonna happen any day now, or when is it gonna happen? But instead yeah. I say, how am I gonna rebound from this when bad shit happens in my life? That's how I kind of look at it. I almost just look at it like just be present and just enjoy the time you have. Mm -hmm. It's like someone driving a car and like, I'm gonna crash. I'm gonna crash. I'm gonna crash. It's like, fuck, why? Like, yeah, no. Point. I just enjoy the ride. I think it's more like a hope for the best, prepare for the worst yeah, mentality. Yeah, good, you know? Like, do you not have any optional insurance? Like, what do you mean? Insurance that we don't have to have. Here we have to have insurance to drive our car, so I'm not including Oh, that. yeah. I, talking I, I about, do. Like, I do. But I don't. It's the same mentality as. as that's soccer! Oh, sorry. Get out of here! <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? No, because I just have a trick But I don't go, I don't, I don't really ever look at a situation and like preventatively like that. Like I don't think about when my parents die or when, you know, X happens or whichever. I don't think of how I would act in that situation. I, I just don't think of that at all. Mm -hmm. You do, so you do most of your things that improve your life just for the intrinsic value that they bring to your life right now. Well, all I see is like, if, for, so if you were to draw a line and say, this is everything that's good that can happen in my life, and this is everything that's bad that can happen in my life, I don't really think about anything that bad can happen in my life. I'm not, I'm not unrealistic and say it's not gonna happen or it can't happen to me. I just don't choose to think about it, I guess. And it's not something that I actually, I don't even wanna say it's choice. Well, I guess it's choice at the end of the day, but we can, sure, <laughs> it's yeah, a bigger yeah. debate to do it bigger topic to debate, but it's just not something that crosses my mind. Hmm. I feel like that gives me a sense of confidence and maybe a sense of comfort to know that I'm building my life and not to say that you're not building your life that you're not yeah. thinking about that because I know you are, but when I can actually quantify it and say, I have four purposes in my life. I have this many things that, that I have this many goals that I'm working towards that fill me up. Um, I know that when bad stuff happens, I have these philosophies. I've almost codified my happiness to a certain extent, which gives me a sense of comfort to say, all right, I've been a, I believe that I'm resilient because of these things. And it almost makes it easier for me to go through the pain because I have all of these things that have kind of codified my ability to be right. resilient or happy. But see, that's what I'm saying on the, 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 if the line again, I think about all those things on the on the every minute of every day of sure. like my goals, what am I going to do to get to my goals, uh, the good things in my life that are going to happen that I'm working towards. I think of all those things, but I don't think of the opposite. I don't think gotcha. of what if I don't reach my goal. Interesting. What if I 
this happens to me. I don't have those thoughts. Mm. I, I don't think about that either. Never. Mm. Do you think it's unhappy? Do you think it's about death? Like, no, 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 like, no, like, no, but we're talking about goals. Like, no, no, I never think about like whether or not I'm gonna get it. It's just like, yo, how? Like, is it gonna? Like, it's like when? Like, yeah. like. Like, no, 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 I don't think, we're not talking about like if the good thing that you want doesn't happen. No, no, no. We're talking about when what the, the bad things happen. When the bad thing, not if, when the bad things happen to us. Yeah, we're not immune. Bad shit will happen. Let's consider the ultimate bad thing being death, right? Like does that not, just thinking about the fact that we all will die, it could happen tomorrow, it could happen a year from now. Does that not give you some perspective on how you're spending your time The today? computer scientist in me figures that by about 30 years, IBM Watson's gonna be able to upload my brain somehow. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll be good. So baby, you're just delusional. I'm delusional. I'm delusional. I'll shimmy right. on this topic right now. You know, oh, I'll just God. no, but but you. but but for real though, like it's a scary thing to think about, and I, I do feel like it can be something negative if you dwell on it. Sure. So dwelling in all cases, I think, is a bad thing. Right? Exactly. It's, it's not ruminating on it. It's Definitely. just being aware that it will happen. It, it, the rain will come. Right. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's just it's it's a fucking daunting thing to think about. Just just and, and just even having that small little it's just sense not how of my like, brain works. I know. No, I it's just know. not how my brain works. Me too. And and that's and, so and it's just like it's, it, it's legitimately like if I even just like put out a glimmer of hope that like I'm going to be alive forever or whatever. And even even this even the even the just the sense that like thinking there's life after death means I'm still going to be alive forever per se, maybe not in the same way, man, it gives me all the comfort in the world. Me too. I, 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 I gotta be honest, like, I, I gotta be honest, like, I, I'm th I feel like a million fucking dollars, 24 fucking Is that seven. funny how the different so programmings of the brain, hey, that, that, that give you comfort, that give you solace, that make you, I don't know, that, 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 that gives you that, that kind of belief. It's just, yeah. to me, it's so crazy because I just don't have that. Yeah. To me, it's, it's when bad stuff happens, it gives me perspective to say, holy shit, my time here is, is, is limited. I am not gonna hit that snooze button because I have X amount of stuff to do. So I run my day like a drill sergeant of, I need to extract as much out of my day as possible because I'm not gonna let my day run me because I have limited 